broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. Excited to be with you for the next three hours. Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Damon Cotton. He's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm back in the home studio this afternoon. And very excited coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show, man. A round of applause to JT. Hell of a job today he did. And Damon, you as well as you held it down for Bobby, who was out sick today. But you were Johnny on the spot. You decided to roll in a little early and help out with JT's show and continue on here with Unnecessary Roughness. But JT just had a two-hour tribute to Freddie Belitnikoff on his 80th birthday. I thought that was awesome, right? We do tributes all the time. We always have, you know, legends call in talking about certain players or, you know, certain big figures or certain big names, and we always do that when it's too late, right? And so uh, Freddie Belitnikoff, at a very healthy 80 years old, doing what he does, we see him around town all the time. We see him at his crab feed. We see him at the golf tournament. You know, we see him at training camp. We see him a lot. Now, he's very active, and, and it's always great to catch up with him. It's his 80th birthday today, and I thought JT did a hell of a job being able to uh, take the last two hours just to kind of show that love and give those flowers to Freddie B. So uh, that was well done. Very well done, and so I'm sure everyone's locked and loaded, and uh, no pressure for us tomorrow. We just got to hold it down now for the next three hours because I like to say JT won the day. Uh, I know that we're going to bring it for the next three hours. I have no doubt about it, but I'll just tell you right now, JT won the day, and I'm not ashamed of that at all. I'm I'm very proud of the job that he did, and I thought that that was uh, some great feedback that we heard i saw a lot of interaction on twitter a lot of folks reaching out saying happy birthday freddie b and of course having guys like george atkinson and tim brown and others call in and you know better than me because you were able to hold it down for the last two hours but what was that last couple hours like having uh, that salute to freddie Bolitnikov? well first off when it comes to the guest banger after banger after banger right where it was just a lot of gold jackets calling in and it was good to hear like you said where people get their flowers while they're still here to hear it and then Freddie Jr. called in. Used nice. to be the coach over at Coronado. Yeah. Now he's out in Texas, so that was good to have his son even call into the show. So a lot of great guests. That's awesome. It really is. And, yeah, uh, Freddie B. Jr., uh, he's a guy that I actually got to know in the short time that I've been here uh, in town because, like you mentioned, he was the coach there at Coronado. So there was a week where he won the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. So I had an opportunity to talk to him, then caught up with him a couple games at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, to have him, he actually has reached out to me multiple times. Hey, Q, are you going to be over here? Uh, let's catch up. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So uh, he's he's a great dude in his, own, in his own right. I didn't realize he was in Texas, so I guess we flopped positions. I can't to Vegas. He was like, all right, Q, I'll take over in Texas. I got you. So, uh, cool. Shout out to Freddie B. Jr., but uh, I just thought that that was well done, and uh, sometimes that even though we're caught up in the daily what's going on with the silver and black and let's stay on top of everything, and please believe we're going to do that again today. All three hours long, we'll be all over everything going on with the silver and black, but I just like the fact that JT took a step back and said, you know what? I'm going to honor my friend, uh, a gold jacket, a guy who is obviously uh, well-renowned in the the, uh, world of the Raiders, and, and and uh, obviously a huge name in just 
uh, football in general, in sports in general. So I uh, thought that was really cool. And uh, happy birthday to one Fred Belitnikoff, 80 years young, on today. Coming up on the show today, we got a lot in store for you. I'm excited as I am every single day. Vinny Bonsignor, he'll join us at 2.30 from the RJ. And, of course, Radio Nation Radio 920. You can hear him every morning with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, he'll join us to talk about all the goings-ons with the Silver and Black and what they could be thinking. And it's so funny to mind, like, every time I do an interview with the radio station just anywhere, like on uh, on Wednesday's show or before Wednesday's show, I was on Bison 1660 there in Fargo, uh, near Fargo Raider, as a matter of fact, and they were talking about the Raiders, and it always boils back down to, all right, well, Q, big question, who's the quarterback going to be? I'm like, man, that's a question I ask every day. I have no idea, but it's always, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to boil down to is who's the quarterback, and really, I feel like, and we'll get into it in the opening drive, I feel like there's a lot of different things that we'll see from the Raiders, a lot of different moves from Dave Ziegler and company. We'll see it, and we'll kind of know the direction that they plan on going based on who the quarterback in 2023 is going to be. What do I mean by that? Well, like I said, we'll talk about that in the opening drive, but we will be joined by Vinny Bonsignor coming up at 2.30. 3 o'clock, former Raider wide receiver Willie Galt. He'll join the show. They got the Raider 5K run going on, uh, and, and they're signing people up for that. And it's a, a lot of uh, it's, it's a lot of good charity work that the Raiders are doing. I've uh, been talking about the Raider 5K for a while. It's on our website as well at lvsportsnetwork.com. Of course, you can check out Raiders.com as well if you want to sign up for Raider 5K. Again, it's giving back to the community, uh, talking about mental health, and a whole lot of other uh, really good and important uh, you know things that they'll, they'll be covering in that. But also... Willie Galt was one of my favorite guys when I was growing up watching the Raiders just because of that speed, speed, and more speed, right? A guy that qualified for Olympic trials and Olympic races and, you know, all kind of different things. But he had so much speed. It's just a different element. And I really think that that's one of the elements that the Raiders need right now on their current team. So we'll talk to Willie Galt about all that speed. And, I mean, the fact that he made the 1988 Winter Olympics bobsledding team as an alternate. Uh, he would have competed in the Summer Olympics in Moscow in 80, but the U.S. boycotted the event. I mean, the dude is an all-world all -world athlete. So I, I want to ask him about the element of just that deep, straight-line burner speed that I don't think that the Raiders have right now that I think that they need again something that they had when they had Henry Ruggs and we all know how that tragically ended so obviously they don't have that guy anymore but I do think that that's an element that they would like to add to the team moving forward so uh, excited to talk to Willie Galt former Raider wide receiver Willie Galt coming up at three o'clock at three thirty Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network. He's actually down at the HBCU Legacy Bowl. It's basically the HBCU Combine. The scouting combine is next week in Indianapolis. But the HBCU, that's the Historically Black College uh, University uh, combine is going on right now and uh, he's there uh, with a host of others including Steve Weiss who we talked to on the show multiple times but uh, we'll just kind of get a little bit of uh, you know sight, some, some of the sights and sounds and some of his feelings uh, of the players that he's being able to see and the guys that he's you know kind of monitoring who's standing out to him how he how he judges that combine experience uh, as opposed to the, the combine in Indianapolis and is it similar to what he's looking for is it a little bit different because the competition obviously at the historically black college uh, were different levels of competition. Not that it wasn't good. It's just different, and it's something that we don't get to see all these different schools each and every Saturday like we do when we're looking at, you know, uh, the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten or the Big 12, you know, or even the Mountain West. Like, we get an opportunity to see these guys on the regular. The HBCUs, outside of the attention that Deion Sanders brought to Jackson State, we don't really get to see them that often. So I kind of want to see how Bucky Brooks, how he approaches that combine and why it's so important that those guys are getting 
that opportunity because there's a lot of really talented and skilled players that want to have their opportunity to play on the next level. They're going to be trying to get drafted in late April, and so this is all part of the process. So we'll talk to Bucky Brooks coming up at 3.30. Then Eric Moody, our good friend from ESPN, he'll join the show coming up at 4 o'clock, and he'll talk about, well, he put out a thread on Twitter the other day that really caught my attention talking about 15 things he'd like to see during NFL free agency or leading up to this NFL free agency this offseason, and two of them directly related to the Raiders, but other, others that he had out there could relate to the Raiders. And then he also talked about Aaron Rodgers, who apparently has come out of the darkness now and is, uh, you know, ready to do whatever he does and whatever that means, right? But he is no longer in his, uh, you know, that, that four-day or whatever it was, that, that uh, dark period of time that he was going to go through. And I actually saw the, the room that he was staying in or a room similar to it, and it didn't look too bad except for the fact that it must have been pitch black when he was in there. And I guess there was kind of like a meditation pillow and maybe a candle here and there. And uh, they had a bath that looked almost like you had a nice little spa in the room. And it really didn't look too bad. I mean, I saw, I saw it online. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. And if you're going to try to clear your mind and, you know, one, you have the money to be able to do it, then go for it, right? Why not? I ain't mad at him. Handle your business. So I uh, thought it was kind of cool. So we'll talk to Eric Moody about, you know, Aaron Rodgers, him coming out of the, out of the, the darkness and, and, and seeing if he's got his mind right. And uh, the chances are him going back to the Green Bay Packers are great. We talked to Rob Demosky from ESPN yesterday on the show, and he had mentioned what Jeff Darlington had said about the fact that it uh, looks like the Green Bay Packers are going to be getting Aaron Rodgers back. And again, we'll get into that coming up in the opening drive. But we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about some free agency, uh, some different scenarios that could be in play for the silver and black. We'll do that at 4 o'clock with Eric Moody. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show. We also have Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. We'll kind of scatter shoot throughout the show just in case we don't really get to get a full Cover 3 in at 4.30. But like one piece of news that I just saw break a minute ago, Bobby Wagner, linebacker with the Rams last year, uh, they have released him. He, uh, he wants to play for a winner. And the Rams don't have a whole lot of salary cap space, so they're trying to rebuild that team. They're trying to kind of get their 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 books back in order. They've got to continue to try to build up some draft capital so they could be players in the draft coming up, and again try to put talent back in that cover. So now Bobby Wagner, even though he's at the end of his his career, is still a hell of a player. I thought he brought some really good things to the table when it comes to the Rams last season, what he was able to bring for them, and now he's out there and available, and he's got a few weeks of an advance on everyone else who's waiting till free agency starts on March. March 15th. So uh, that's just one piece of news that just broke a little while ago. Also, Vance Joseph, he is now the Broncos defensive coordinator. It looked like all signs pointed to Rex Ryan was going to be the guy. And instead, it is Vance Joseph, which is kind of weird because if you remember, Vance Joseph was the head coach in Denver at one point and he got fired. So, you know, he got fired as the head coach, but he's now back with Sean Payton as the defensive coordinator. He is a really good defensive coordinator. I think he's a lot better uh, D.C. than he is a, a, a head coach. But, uh, you know, it's just you don't always see a guy return back to the place that fired him to be in a lesser role. But that's what's going on. So Sean Payton has nabbed Vance Joseph to be the defensive coordinator in Denver. So just a couple of news and notes right there. You'll get more of that coming up at Cover 3 around 4.30, depending on how many calls and texts we have and we want to get to as much as possible. So that's the guest lineup that we have for this afternoon's show. Excited about it as always. Vinny Bonsignor will start us off at 2.30. Former Raider wide receiver Willie Gold at 3. Bucky Brooks from the NFL Network. He also works with Raiders.com as well at 3.30. And then Eric Moody from ESPN at 4 o'clock. Now you know the guests that we have coming up. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So before I even throw out any show topic, and I have a really good question, I know we didn't really get to get too deep into the woods yesterday because we are very guest-heavy and started us off in the opening drive with a guest being Rob Demosky from ESPN talking all things Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. He had mentioned what Jeff Darlington, his colleague at ESPN, had mentioned about the fact that Aaron Rodgers, a source inside the Green Bay Packers, said he was returning to Green Bay, which makes all the sense in the world. We kind of all knew that it was going to be a long shot for the Silver and Black to go ahead and land him. Not that it's all set in stone and it's a done deal, but it feels like Aaron Rodgers uh, at some point will come out, probably on Tuesday on Pat McAfee's show, and say that he's going to return to Green Bay. But this is what Jeff Darlington had to say on ESPN just yesterday. I've, had, I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks mm. at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. There's another bit of information and that is the impeccably sourced uh, report from Diana Rossini talking about that the Jets told Derek Carr in his meeting that they believe that with the Jets, he will be a Hall of Famer. Okay? If that's not just total BS, if they're just not trying to inflate him, which maybe that is the case, go sign Derek Carr right now. You're potentially waiting on a guy in Aaron Rodgers who might or might not be available when you have a guy who is just in your building who you believe will be a Hall of Fame quarterback as a New York Jets player. What are you waiting on? So there was Jeff Darlington right there, and it just a little extended audio right there when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and then how it pertains to Derek Carr and the Jets as well. And I feel like it's going to go those two guys, you know, 1A and 1B. Uh, the Jets are going to hold out for Aaron Rodgers, as they should, right? If they if they think that they really have a legit shot at going and getting him, why not? Right? Now, why not go in and wait him out and go get him? But as they said, as you heard Jeff Darlington talked about, they had a really good meeting with Carr, and obviously he's the best quarterback out there available that's not available for the Raiders, right, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I look at it, and Aaron Rodgers is the best guy that could be potentially available for the silver and black, and then there's the other guys, right? I think Derek Carr is better than Jimmy G, just my opinion. I think Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield, just my opinion. I just That's just me. But obviously that ship has sailed. So as far as I'm concerned, it's Aaron Rodgers and then everyone else. So if what Jeff Darlington is reporting, and again, it doesn't mean that it is 100% set in stone. But if Aaron Rodgers is going to return to the Green Bay Packers, then he's going to be off the table for the silver and black. And we don't know what direction they would go outside of that. We don't know who they'd sign. We don't know if they'd be going and getting the guy in the draft. We don't know if they're going to just re-sign Jarrett Stidham because, remember, he's not even under contract. He's a free agent this year as well. A lot of people forget about that. He's a free agent as well. They've got to re-sign him. So if they re-sign him and just say they go draft another guy, and it's those two guys battling out in camp, is there reason, do you believe, and what would you do? I really want to ask what you would do. If the fact is that Jared Stidham or a rookie or maybe a Jimmy G or maybe a Baker Mayfield, whatever direction they decide to go, if it's not a big-time quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, does it make sense to you, Raider Nation, at at least $10 million a year to bring Josh Jacobs back? 
because I know that the franchise tag is something that they could use on on Josh Jacobs. I want him back, no doubt, right? I think that the Raiders should have Josh Jacobs back. But if they're going to start Stidham or they're going to start a rookie or, like I said, maybe a Jimmy G or maybe a, 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 a Baker Mayfield, do you think, in your mind, it makes sense to bring Jacobs back at $10 million a year, which is the franchise tag, or maybe even more, depending on what the long-term deal is. And that's taking feelings out of it. It's all about business, right? They have a guy in Zamir White who they grabbed in the fourth round. They have a guy in Britton Brown who they grabbed in the seventh round. They have Brandon Bolden still under contract. You know, they can always bring Amir Abdullah back if they want to. He's a free agent as well. But remember, they had a plethora of running backs last season. So if, the, if it's not a guy that, that at least I feel like in, in Aaron Rodgers you have a chance to win 10 games. If it's not a guy that you have a chance to win 10 games and go to the playoffs with, does it make sense in your mind, again, just your opinion, in your mind to invest at least $10 million guaranteed for one year in Josh Jacobs to bring him back? Or does it make more sense to roll with the young dudes and continue to try to build that team up, which plenty of people, Demond, have called in and said, yeah, build the team, build the team, build the team, roll with Stidham, roll with the rookie, and just build the team up. So I'll start with you, and I'll throw it out there, of course, at 702-365-9200, and our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R, and at 2.30, Vinny Bonsignor will join the show, and we'll ask him the same question. But if the Raiders don't bring in a big-time quarterback, DeMond, and they go into 2023 with Stidham or a rookie at quarterback or a guy that's a, you know, a, a, another average. veteran. Yeah, average. Thank you. Average at best. Does it make sense to you to spend at least $10 million to bring Jacobs back? Yes, because the alternative would be you let him go for nothing. And I know you could say, oh, those other running backs. So I don't know any team where that's the beauty of the franchise tag when it comes to ownership and the teams where you could just keep a guy. I wouldn't let Josh Jacobs, the league leading rusher, walk for nothing. If you franchise him, you at least have him back. And then if you say, I don't think if you bring in that average quarterback, you're not punting on the season. So you know what that average quarterback is going to need? A dominant running back to help him out to at least try to succeed in the upcoming season. So bringing Josh Jacobs back, even if you do start go with Stidham or a rookie or an average quarterback that you, that you can get in free agency, it still makes all the sense in the world to bring him back, even if he's not going to want to. He's not going to like that wanting to play on the franchise tag. So at ten million dollars, you think that that makes that makes the financial, the business side of sense when you know that the team still needs to be built up. That that makes sense to you? Yeah, it still makes sense to me because, okay. he, like I said, he led the league in rushing. What right. is this offense going to look like without him? Where you say, "Hey, build it up." That ten million? Are you? Because I know free agency, it's a crapshoot. Yep. Where is that? Is that ten million? Hey, you, we could spend that on a safety. Is that safety going to be an all pro at his position the way Josh Jacobs was at his last season? Where I know it's it's still in that hey in that mode. But right. If the team is going to succeed for next season, we saw it last season. They didn't have the faith that the Zamir Whites, that the Brandon Boldens, that those guys as a collective. I don't know if they didn't have the faith. I just don't think Josh Jacobs allowed him on the field. Okay, so why are you le- – I just wouldn't let him go because, okay. this, because, like I said, if you let him go, I think that that's sending the sign to the other veterans in the locker room. Hey, the Devontes, the Darren Wallers, Maxis, that's them saying, hey, guys – we're, we're, we're just going to try our best this upcoming season. You bring back Josh with, let's say, a Baker Mayfield. That's mm-hmm. a, hey, we're giving him that run support to make a push for this season. Okay. I, I see where you're coming from. And the reason why I push back on it is because I feel like if you bring in a Baker Mayfield or you bring in a Jimmy G and or you start a Stidham or a rookie, I feel like that that's already saying we're going to try our best this year. Right? And, and I could be wrong. Don't make any – I mean, don't get me – don't get it twisted, right? I could be absolutely wrong. I just feel like that that's the perception that I would that I would I would feel. 
If I'm in that locker room and I see, and we talked about Jared Stidham starting. Remember we asked about what the realistic expectations are if he were to start the season, and there's a reason why we did that, to lead up to this conversation, right? So if, if the expectations were that he could win seven to nine games, maybe even ten, would it be worth it if you feel like that that's what he's going to do to spend $10 million? I mean, that's fully guaranteed. That's $10 million where you can put that towards, you know, some other player, maybe a, a free agent, maybe an offensive lineman, maybe someone on defense. I mean, that's all we keep talking about, right, is the offensive line needs to be built. Uh, even though it wasn't as bad as we all expected it to be when it went into the regular season, they were actually, I think they overachieved. But the defense needs as much help as possible. So, I mean, is that is that an avenue that you'd like to go down? And, and, and again, it could be a one-year thing. You could just franchise him and say, hey, we're going to have him play on this one-year deal. Uh, and obviously he'd have to sign the deal and agree to it first before it happens. But, you know, the other thing is if he, if he were to walk in free agency and sign with another team, you do at least get a compensatory pick out of that at the end of the day because you're not cutting them. You're not releasing them. So that would just be something, and that's something that the – that the Patriots have lived off of for years is cleaning up on the compensatory picks. So, again, it's not something that I want. <laughs> Let's make it perfectly clear. There's nothing more than I want to see number 28 return and be in the backfield next year for the silver and black. I just think, as he's mentioned, it's got to make sense. If he feels like the team is being built up, if there's a big-time quarterback behind the center, I think he'd want to be a part of what the Raiders have going on. But I just feel like if it's someone has, in your words, said average at quarterback, I don't know how excited and pumped up he would be. So that's what I'm looking at, and that's, that's why I asked the question. So 702-365-9200, and, of course, our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Got a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of feedback already on the text line. This one's from uh, Mike from the OC. Bring Jacobs back regardless. He saved our butt multiple times last season. He has the numbers to prove it. Raiders seem to always do this. Draft a guy, and he excels, and when his contract time, we let him walk. Makes no sense. We have the cap this time. That's Mike from OC, so there you go. Mike is with you 100%. You know, regardless of who's behind center, make sure you bring back Josh Jacobs. And again, I'm not opposed to that. I'm just trying to think from the financial business set, side of things and trying to think from the, the, the team building side of things as well. That's, that's where I'm coming from. Again, anyone who's listened to me for any amount of time knows I'm probably the biggest Josh Jacobs fan out there. <laughs> right, I'm I'm about as big a fan of his as, as him uh, of him as like his daddy is. Right, I mean me, <laughs> I've always cut for Josh Jacobs. So it's, believe me, it's not like I'm trying to run him out of town. I'm just trying to make it make a whole lot of sense. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Demond, who we got up first? Raider Fish in Berkeley. Raider Fish, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Woo! Hey man, right on. Hey, can I can I touch on one? Uh, Freddie B thing before I answer your question or am I yeah, for time go, go, here? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So, Freddie Blitnikoff, my God, you talking about a route tree? Man, this dude, damn the route tree. Phil Villapiano called earlier and said this dude was running patterns, okay? This man plants the seeds for the route tree, okay? So I just want all younger Raider Nation fans or people who need a reminder of why in the hell do we do what we do for the nation? Freddie B is one of those reasons, man. Look at the man's film running around there with the damn uh, kicker helmet on. Maybe a buck 75 with a lead suit and two bricks in his pocket. Coming across the middle. I just want Raider Nation to understand, man, we, wow, we're great. Our history is great. Go study the film. Now, uh, Josh Jacobs, my opinion is this. Last season, too many X's and O's focus. 
let's talk about Jimmy's and Joe's, okay? Jacob's, Jimmy and Joe, guy, this dude is the glue and adhesive, okay, in the locker room. He's the mortar between the bricks. So for me, you need to bring a dude back who's with your program, who's down in gallons of the Kool-Aid you're serving up and keeping the locker room together because he's showing by example. He's a dude that says, hey, look, I can show you better than I can tell you, so I ain't got to sell you. He's that type of cat. So my opinion, bring this dude back because there's more than just what's on the field with him, okay? Show up, show out, and holler, just win, baby, when you go out, right? All right, good call. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. I'm not like I said. I'm not against it at all. I want Josh Jacobs to return. Like I think everyone's probably mishearing me. I want Josh Jacobs to return. I just think that he's going to want to return with a big time quarterback and a guy he has the opportunity to win with. And ten million dollars is a lot of money for a running back if they're not in position to win. He's going to want to win games. That's the other bottom line to it. He wants to win games. His words, not mine. He said that. David in Vegas, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, I, I definitely want to bring him back, but I don't want him on a tag. Give him a contract. That way you could spread that money out, give him some bonus money. It doesn't have to go that much against the cap. I mean, supposedly we have money now, or not we, but Mark has money now because of all the concerts and everything else they can do with Allegiant. So you have the money. Pay him, pay him what, he, what, he, what, he, what he deserves. Well, not what he's due, but what he, deserve, what he deserves. And let's, let's move forward from there. We can't completely break the team apart. If we're not going to bring Jacobs back, then let's trade Devontae, let's trade Hunter, let's trade everybody and start over again. I don't think that's what we're doing. It's not a rebuild, it's a reload. So let's reload. As far as the quarterback is concerned, look, look at what, look at what San Francisco did. I know we don't like San Francisco, but look at what they did with right. all kinds of different quarterbacks. Build a team. Build a team and plug in a good quarterback and you should be fine. Kind of like Derek Carr. Derek Carr would have been good, but he's gone, right? If we could build a team, Derek Carr wouldn't have had the problem that he had. Maybe, but maybe not. Let's okay. See. Let's let these guys build the team with Jacobs and with the guys we have now. We have the best offense in the league. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for the call, David. I thought you had a follow-up, but okay, that's fine. Uh, again, I'm looking at it from a quarterback's point of view. If there's not a big-time quarterback, if you start the season with Jared Stidham, a rookie, or just an average guy, is it worth the finances? Again, let's take the emotions out of it. Think about the finances, especially when you have a couple young cats sitting behind them that are on very, very cheap deals. One more call. Raider Mac, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, fellas? Hey, you know what? I've been listening to this all all week and, and stuff, man. And, and I'm at the point where it's just it's ridiculous that that we even having this conversation about about um, Jacobs. And I understand about the money. And, and, and that's <laughs> we don't have we don't have to have the conversation. I mean, you called in. We don't have to have the conversation. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm uh, what I'm saying though. Q is that we we we're making a conversation about a guy that 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 busted his butt was one of the best what the leading rusher in the NFL. And I understand the money part of it, but he brings more than just money. He brings that toughness that, that you, you name somebody on that team that was tough last year besides, um, besides him. It wasn't too many. Devontae Adams, there's a couple of players. You bring him back not for the money and spread the money out too. That's what I'm saying. We keep looking at the money 
And I understand you saying you're not looking at the money, but at the same time you are looking. No, at the I am money. definitely looking at the money. That's that. I'm 100 percent looking at the money. That's what I said. Okay, but but the money is not always the thing. You got to bring back toughness. This team had no Correct. toughness. This team had no toughness at all. And as far as the quarterback, you, you guys, I, I, I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat this into the ground. You got to go get a young quarterback out this draft. I don't care who it is. You got to move up and get a young quarterback and plug him in. In there, that don't mean he. He's not going to have a, a little rush spot during the time. Carr had a bad time. And, and, and for, for everybody that's saying going to get Rodgers, even if Rodgers, he ain't going to play but more than two years. So, and we're going to be back in the same situation. So that's all I'm saying, Q. I'm not, you know, I love your show, man, and I love you guys. And I'm just saying that, that, that Jacob bring a toughness that we didn't have. And you go look it up. This dude was running. He, was, he had more broken tackles than anybody in the league this year. In the last three years also. I agree 100%. I agree with everything you're saying. That's what nobody's hearing me. I understand everything everyone's saying. I pound the table for Josh Jacobs. I really do. He has been on record as saying that he wants a quarterback that could win. And so if you don't, my whole point is if you don't go make a move, if the Raiders don't make a move for Aaron Rodgers and they bring in someone who's sub to mid at the quarterback position, and everyone has called in. The other thing about this is everyone has called in and said, Q, you got to build the team. Don't go get Aaron Rodgers because you got to build the team. Okay, well, what's one of the big hangups that everyone has? The money that Aaron Rodgers is going to cost. So now you're going to give a running back a fully guaranteed contract, at least a, a year, $10 million, when you're trying to build a team and you have a quarterback that might not get you more than seven wins. That's my only thing I'm asking. I'm not questioning Josh Jacobs. I'm never going to question Josh Jacobs. If I was in a foxhole, and I had one dude I could count on. That would be the guy I would call, right? If I had the lifeline, I could call one dude. It'd be Josh Jacobs every single time. I promise you. I am the biggest advocate for Josh Jacobs. I'm just saying, does it make sense if you're trying to build a team and they don't go out and get a big-time quarterback that they feel like that they can go to the playoffs with? That's the only thing I'm asking. I think everyone is getting it twisted, but it's okay. I appreciate the calls. 69187, keyword R&R. That's the don'tbebroke.com text line. Vinny Bonsignor, he'll join us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. We'll be joining us in a matter of seconds here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. I threw out the question that has got everyone fired up, and I'm okay with that. If the Raiders don't bring in a big-time quarterback and they go into 2023 with Stidham or a rookie or, you know, an average veteran at best, does it make sense, being the key word, to spend at least $10 million a year to bring Jacobs back? And that's just what the franchise is. $10 million fully guaranteed. I don't know what a long-term deal would look like for Josh Jacobs. Before I go and read any of these responses... First thing first, I would love to see Josh Jacobs back. I want Josh Jacobs to return. Just let that be in the universe. Mailman Raider said, Q, got to resign Jacobs. With Carr coming off the books and the salary cap rising, I feel, I feel like not to me or you, but to a cap, $10 million is chump change. Sign him to a three-year deal, but let the youngins get some work to spell Jacobs. And if they pop off that a year or two down the road, you've got a trade chip. So that's from Mailman Raider. One more. 
Jim from Yonkers says, why is it so complicated when it comes to the Raiders? Like you said yesterday, Q, it seems to be every five years we look something like a NFL playoff teams. No worries to keep Jacobs. He would not sign a franchise tag if he felt we were not looking good to go to win. He'll go to another uh, tax-free NFL team. Thank you. That's Jim in Yonkers. Do we have Vinny right now? Okay, good. We do have Vinny Bonsignor on the phone lines now from the RJ and, of course, the morning tailgate as well here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, Vinny, I stirred it up, and I didn't try to stir it up. I just threw out a question that I thought was about – it kind of makes sense when you're going around building a team. And so it looks like from Jeff Darlington's reports and others that – Aaron Rodgers most likely is going to return to Green Bay. You've mentioned talking about not really looking towards the Aaron Rodgers direction and going another direction. You've written about that. So I threw out the question, if the Raiders don't bring in a big-time quarterback and if they go into 2023 with, say, Jared Stidham or a rookie at quarterback or even a guy like Jimmy G or like a Baker Mayfield, does it make sense, again, sense, to spend at least $10 million a year, which is the franchise tag, to bring Josh Jacobs back? What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Uh, absolutely, and and I, you know, I, I think that you know, if the Raiders had had uh, ideally, you sign them to a, an extension, and that that takes that ten million dollars. You might pay them ten million dollars, but it looks like two million dollars or three million dollars are in your books if you if you pay some of it, you know, with a roster and a, a roster or a signing bonus, and the next year make some of it a roster bonus. So there's ways to bring that salary cap number down by paying cash up front on a on a bonus. Uh, but yeah, I, I do, and, and the reason I say that is, especially with a Stidham or a rookie, you want to give um, those quarterbacks as much help as any quarterback that you have, really, um, young, old, whatever the whatever the case might be. You want to give that quarterback as much help as possible because I think offensively is where the Raiders are going to make um, are going to be able to beat teams if they if they could get the right quarterback, whether it's a, a rookie who I think can step in and. You know, and, 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 and play well enough to help the Raiders offense win. You have Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and, you know, fix some of the offensive line. That's going to give them the best chance to win. And I think that goes a long way if it's a young quarterback, especially uh, toward helping that, that, that young quarterback uh, develop. Because the last thing you want to do is just put him out there uh, with a lack of help uh, and then potentially crush him. We've seen far too many quarterbacks over the years in the NFL go to bad offenses without um, support system and get crushed and maybe never be able to, um, uh, you know, recapture whatever they had or just, you know, never be able to, to, to rebound from that. So give your quarterback, your young quarterback, as much help as possible, and that includes Josh Jacobs. You know, and another reason why I asked this question, and you were there as I was there at the Pro Bowl practices when we got an opportunity to talk to Josh Jacobs, and he was talking about, you know, a, a hero-turned-villain if the franchise tag would be applied on him. And then he said, well, you know, the quarterback's going to determine if I even want to be back here. So do you think that he'd want to be around and be a Raider if it wasn't a big-time quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or someone he felt like had the opportunity to win 10 games and get to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a good question, and, and that's, that's sometimes the danger of getting somebody's hopes up. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers' name has been out there. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's obvious to, to link the Raiders to him. Devontae Adams has flat out come out and said, I'd love to play with them. But there's no guarantee, there is no guarantee uh, that that can happen. A lot of things have to fall into place for that, for that to happen. So in the meantime, sometimes guys get their, get, get their hopes up. And, of course, it's alluring to think about playing with, uh, with an Aaron Rodgers. But... If you're asking, would 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 you know uh, you know would Josh Jacobs then say no? I don't want to play here. Well, that's difficult because even if he did, what's his leverage really? And, right. and you know we all love Josh and, yep. and want the best for him, but 
um, there's really not much that he there's not much recourse that he has other than saying I'm not going to play. I'm not going to sign the franchise tag. Uh, I'm going to sit on the sidelines uh, until you 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 know sign me and trade me or let me be, go be a free agent. And that's you know I, I don't see that happening. So as much as Josh would wants to um, you know voice his opinions and he has every right to and put pressure on the organization to do right by him and everybody else by doing what they can to win right now. In terms of leaving, staying, he doesn't really have much leverage uh, in, in any of that. No, you're right about that. And you mentioned something about, you know, signing and trading. And I've heard a couple of people say that as well. Do you, I, I kind of feel like for a running back, that's not really in the cards. But what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of the chances of, of something like that happening with a running back? You're right, I, and so that that lessens that possibility considerably. Right. Um, you know, it's it's just the nature of the of the beast with the with, with the running back position. You know, ideally, what happens is, you know, he signs a four year extension or you know four year a new four year contract with the Raiders, uh, with most of that money being paid up front in the first couple of years. Then you see where it's all at after a couple of years, and and we've seen a lot of contracts that are written up like that. And I think that's the way to go at the running back position. It puts a lot of money in Josh Jacobs's pocket in the yeah. short term, uh, but we all know how volatile that position is, so after two years, everyone can kind of regroup and see where it's at um, and, and, and go from there. So I, I think that that's probably how it's going to work out, but again, two, it, it, it takes two to tango, and everybody needs to be satisfied, including Josh, and he has every right uh, to be satisfied the way he wants to, um, and we'll see how this, you know, where all this goes, but of course... You know, coming up on March 7th is a deadline on whether or not the Raiders are going to uh, apply that franchise tag. No doubt. Good stuff. Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and, of course, Raider Nation Radio 920 as well here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. DeMond's got one. Go ahead, DeMond. Vinny, we all know that you're sourced up. So what do you think about the <laughs> the claims or the terms that are the, the rumors that are out there about Mac Jones, how that could be a potential quarterback of the future for the Raiders? Well, uh, I'm not sure if you heard uh, what's coming out from uh, back east, but but uh, essentially, uh, it's you know if you're going to trade him, and this is just quoting who uh, you know what, what's being said, it's going to happen o- over uh, Bob Kraft's dead body like that. He's not going <laughs> to let that happen. So um, you know, uh, and we're not wishing anything bad on anybody. So let's uh, not even go there. I don't think that they're going to trade Mac Jones. Uh, and, and, you know, I say that because they brought in, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien as their offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. They didn't work together at Alabama, but their paths kind of crossed toward the end of, you know, when, when Mac was getting ready for the NFL draft, uh, Bill had gotten hired over there to be the offensive coordinator um, w- with Alabama. So their paths kind of crossed right there. But I think what's happening in New England is, is Robert Kraft had told, you know, Bill Belichick, look, uh, get the guy some help. You kind of let him down last year by, you know, Matt Matricia being the offensive coordinator, Joe Judge having a big voice uh, in the offense. They did a complete disservice to Mac Jones uh, last year. And I think the owner is telling the, the coach, fix it and fix it now, because the owner seems to be in Mac Jones's, uh, you know, uh, corner right now. So I don't think that he's going to get traded. Obviously, every you know, there's you, you can never etch anything in stone. And if I'm the Raiders, I probably make a call to find out what's going on. And is, he, is there a possibility uh, that 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 you know you might trade him? And what would it take to trade for him? And it would it would cost a little bit. Now to do that, you know, you you you, you gotta. It's going to be a first round pick. Bill Belichick's not giving up Mac Jones after investing the 15th pick overall in him. He's not giving up him for anything less than a first round pick. Doesn't necessarily mean it would be this year's first round pick, but certainly next year's, uh, and then something this year. So it would cost a lot to get him if he's even uh, available. I don't think he's going to be available. 
bringing it back to Aaron Rodgers, I know that everyone's making the joke that he emerged from the darkness today. But what do you think would be the realistic timeline for the Raiders, who the front office hasn't expressed any interest? It's just us in Raider Nation and Devontae Adams that have expressed all the interest. But what do you think that timetable would be that the Raiders are probably out of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes? If, if you think you could put a date on it. If, you're, if the Raiders were out of it, well, it's, it's going to come from uh, the Green Bay side of things, first and foremost. I mean, first of all, we've got to hear from Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I haven't, been, uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, uh, checked to see if he said anything, um, you know, since, since emerging from the darkness up there in <laughs> Oregon. Um, but it's first going to come from, I would imagine, you know, him and the, him and the Packers. And from people that I've talked to, uh, it's not like the Packers are making calls around the league saying, hey, uh, our guy's available. Um, that hasn't happened yet. So... Um, it would come from, from their end of things. But certainly by free agency, the opening of free agency, the Raiders, and I think everybody, will have to know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that, not that he owes anybody that, but, um, you know, for, for the Packers' purposes, they have to know going to free agency what the deal is with their quarterback. Uh, and other teams are going to want to know, should we seriously pursue you or not and move on to, to you know, other plans if not. So, so I would think right around – you know, March 13th, March 12th, if not sooner. We'll find out something. We'll hear something on Tuesday when he goes on the Matt Pack, uh, the Pat McAfee there show. You, go. you know exactly. what I mean? Like, that's that's what – I mean, reality is that that's what happens. He uses that platform uh, to get any message he wants out there. Pat McAfee loves it, does a great job of getting it, getting what he needs to get out of him, just enough to get everyone to come back. So uh, that's what my expectations are on Tuesday. We'll hear something. Of course, Vinny will be at the Combine next Tuesday. So what are you looking for when you're in Indy? I mean, I'll be there for the first time. You, you're a vet. You've been there multiple times. What are you going to be looking for? What are you going to be looking to hear from Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels when they speak? Yeah, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, is going to be what's going on at quarterback and um, what's the latest on, on the quarterback. And not that they're going to divulge, divulge uh, you know, the, their plans, but we'll have a, a pretty good sense of, you know, uh, of things and where it stands. I think next week is super important, uh, guys, because it's the first real opportunity for the Raiders to now sit and talk with every quarterback, whatever quarterback they may be looking at, and they're, they're looking at a whole bunch of them in that rookie class because they have to do their homework, obviously. Um, they're going to get a pretty good idea after meeting with the quarterbacks and putting them up on the, on the whiteboard and, and talking them through things and, and you know, getting in their head a little bit, seeing what they do out, out on the field, looking at their medicals. Um, you know, all of that is going to be valuable, valuable information uh, as they start sizing up or continue to size up this rookie class because that could be where that quarterback uh, eventually comes from. Um, so I'm really fascinated to, 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 for myself, and we're going to have to wait till Friday when the quarterbacks talk uh, to really, you know, get a sense of Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young uh, and everyone else that's, that's out there. But for me personally, um, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are the two guys that I that I am um, really looking forward to you know hearing from, talking to, uh, and seeing what uh, what what kind of feedback we're going to get about them while we're out there. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. What do you think the approach will be, or how do you think that Dave Ziegler, the GM, Champ Kelly, the assistant GM, and even Josh McDaniels, the head coach, how they approach this offseason, this draft? This is the first time that they've had their scouts in place out looking for their type of players, guys that fit with what they want to do. How do you think this differs from the offseason they had a year ago? Yeah, I think that they're in a much better place uh, to really, um, you know, uh, uh, operate this off season. You know, they know what they have on their roster now. They, they, you know, as much as you look at film and all that kind of stuff, uh, they were, they went in essentially blind with their own roster 
uh, last year. You don't know what you really have until you can actually work with it on a day-to-day basis and, and communicate with it and sit in the classroom and meeting rooms and all that and on the field, team planes, locker rooms, all of that you know, kind of goes into play. So they have a much firmer grasp on their team, number one. Uh, what their needs are. I think all their scouts now, the ones that, you know, carried over and the new ones that they brought in, uh, have been busy at work for, you know, almost a year now looking at the prospects that we're going to see in Indianapolis um, and and the the prospects that we're going to see on their roster uh, next year. So they have a much better idea uh, their scouts do of what to look for in, the, in, the, in these prospects, looking at it through the lens of a Dave Ziegler and, and a Josh McDaniels. And if you had a chance, and I know you guys have been playing the cuts from this, uh, but to listen to Dave Ziegler on, uh, you know, Busting with the Boys and, and the podcast and, and just the way he broke down, um, you know, Will Compton, uh, like his scouting report, he is as detailed as it gets, and there's a system in place that the Raiders have right now of how they look at players, um, and and right on down to like you said, you know, what's the locker room going to react to? How's the locker room going to react if we bring this guy in, and vice versa? How are they going to change the dynamic? It's very very detailed on what they're looking for, and they've been able to 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 look through that lens now for a year, so. I know they're really excited about uh, being able to, to really dig into their first draft together. I know they had one last year, but it was, you know, so sped up. That whole process was so sped up, and you're kind of flying by, um, you know, your seatbelt right there, whereas this year I think they're in a much better position um, to, to really do something. And, and it's important because with 11 picks, and we don't know how, much, you know, how many that will turn into on draft, day, uh, draft weekend, uh, but they have a chance to do some real damage, good damage, uh, to this roster if they could hit on, on these picks coming up. Well, I'll tell you what. they got the Combine next week. That should be exciting. Excited to be down there and, and be there for the festivities. They've got uh, the free, free agency opening up on uh, the 15th. They've got the draft at the end of April. Uh, there's a chance that this roster looks a whole lot different than it did a season ago. So it's going to be exciting to see how Dave Ziegler and everybody puts their thumbprint on this Raiders roster. Well, Vinny, great stuff as always, man. What do you got coming down on the RJ that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, um, we're we're waiting to hear from Aaron Rodgers to see if there's anything <laughs> that we have to, uh, to that we have to write about. But one thing I have to say too um, is, you know, I think the right Raiders right now on their roster have 14 drafted players, um, players that were drafted, you know, over on their on their entire roster. 14 wow. of them were draft picks. Uh, if we're sitting here three years from now and that's still the case. Uh, that's not good news, and that's why I think guys like Dave Ziegler and that staff are really looking forward to these drafts because they they, they want to end those days. They want to stop all of that kind of bleeding in the draft because it just hasn't been working um, over the last f- forever, really. No, not forever, but you know, for a long yeah. period of time, and especially those last five these last five years, they need to get that fixed because that's the only way they're ever going to get where they want to get to is by building the teams of the draft. No doubt, fourteen draft picks on the roster is definitely. Not enough. Vinny, great stuff. Great nugget that you dropped on us right there. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, We'll hear you tomorrow morning, and, of course, we'll see you in Indy as well. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. All right, good job. Vinny Bonsignor. You can find him on Twitter, Vinny Bonsignor, and, of course, the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., and all his work is on the Las Vegas Review Journal. 2.50 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Close out hour number one. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Former Raider wide receiver Willie Galt's going to join us at the top of the hour. So we just got a couple minutes here as we close out this first hour of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So we'll go out to Paul and Temecula. Real quick, make it quick, Paul. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, uh, Q? Thanks for having me on, man. Great question. Hey, real quick, 
Um, uh, great. I, I agree, man. You, you got to refine him. Not only is he a great player, uh, locker room guy, but he's, he's evolved as, as, a, as a running back. Pass protection, coming out of the backfield. Um, and then the whole regime talks about, like, paying the guys that are their guys, right? Mm-hmm. And he fits all that. Hard worker, accountability, locker room guy, all that stuff, man. So you, you can't, you can't, you got to set the good example of resigning your own guys. So you, you got to give them, man. You got to give them the money. And I think there's a sweet spot. I think if you give them like 12 and a half, 13, you know, I think, I know it may sound a lot right now, but between, um, like right, right below Alvin Kamara and, and, and between, um, uh, the other guy from the Vikings, I, I can't, I forgot his name on top of my head. Yeah, I know but, you're talking about. Um, Delvin Cook. So I think it'll be a sweet spot for him for his salary. And he, he's a playmaker, man. He scored 12 touchdowns for us this year. You can't, you can't let productivity go out the door, man. Got gotcha. you. That's all I got. All right, good stuff, good stuff. Appreciate you. That was in response to the question, if the Raiders don't bring in a big-time quarterback, that being one of the biggest keys in going into 2023 with Stidham or a rookie or just a guy who's average at best, does it make sense, again, sense, to spend at least $10 million to bring Josh Jacobs back? That's the price of the franchise tag. Love to hear from you at 69187, keyword R&R. Coming up next, we kick off hour number two of the show. Former Raider wide receiver Willie Galt will join us. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.